All right, so that was our main bit. And if you have time, we have a sort of an after party. It's not really a party. It's just where we just say other things. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Can I pour a glass of wine? Oh yeah, please do. Okay. Really now I'm like, should I also pour a glass? We <laughs> yes. having a party now. I'm too uh, lazy to go upstairs to get to the kitchen to get wine or alcohol, so I'm not. But you totally could. But I'm gonna grab a little bit of wine. I'll be right back. Yeah. I'm going to pee because I always do this thing where I have to pee and don't. And then we hold on for several hours. All right. Well, we can just end up editing this part. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and wait for y'all with my little water. <laughs> Sophia, I couldn't hear you. It looked like you were talking, but I can't hear. No, we can't hear you. First, I was worried that it was my computer, but then Zara came back and said she can't hear as well. Because I haven't done any. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hello. You can? Yeah. Yeah. I keep, um, I don't, I got these headphones for like $3 from at CVS. So, you know, they, they go in and out. Oh, it worked for the most part. So it's pretty good. <laughs> like, okay, cool. So, I just realized I have a question now that I was thinking before, but couldn't really form like mm -hmm. during. And so I wanted to ask it now because I'm like, okay, now that I had a moment to kind of gather. Um, but you were saying how um, like art spaces can come out like they're innocent or like there's like an innocence to them even when they're not. And it reminded me of an incident that happened locally recently. I'm, I'm in the Seattle area. And there's like a pottery school. Yeah, it's like a pottery school. And they were under a lot of heat recently because of um, how their board members and their director, I think, were basically pretty racist uh, to their like BIPOC um, artists and stuff. Um, and there was a local artist, a person of color who, you know, was like basically calling them out or trying to call them in about it and things had to shift and it was just a whole mess on like social media and like all that and and I think it was that same kind of thing where this place pretended or tried to put out this face of like oh we're like an innocent art institution like there's nothing about us that is I don't know problematic I guess like we're, we're innocent and and I was thinking and wondering like why do you think that happens in art or with art, you know, institutions and spaces? Because I feel like, you know, it seems clear to me that there, you're still a part of society. And if you live in a racist, capitalistic society, you're going to be problematic unless you're aware of it and trying to do differently. Um, but it just seems like sometimes maybe these art places just want to pretend like, no, we're good. Like, you know, where they put up almost like a neutral front. I don't know if that's the right word, but it just, something that came to mind is like in your experience and with your expertise, like, like wh why does that happen? I think that this is such a, this is a really, really, really good question, Kian. And um, this is, so art spaces, like I feel like it's a microcosm too for the rest of society because like white innocence has existed at the, the time of like settler colonialism and white innocence being like, like first starts with like dehumanizing people. So like making people less than what they 
what they are. And then so like when they commit acts of like colonization, violence, that sort of like, you know, it, it's okay to do that and put on an innocent face because, you know, you're dehumanizing. So these aren't really people, you know? So like it come, you know, like chattel slavery is if, if you like make somebody a object, then you're participating in this sort of innocence of like, I didn't really know what was happening. Like they're, they're not really like, you know, a person. And so white innocence also takes form in like the white liberal imagination, imagination land of white liberals. Um, and it looks like, I mean, it's just so wild too. It's like, they, yeah. Um, it's the idea of putting forward progressive ideologies and being like in art spaces in general, like already, you know, proves that you're better than like the Nazis who are mar marching on Capitol Hill. Um, but like your policies and like your, like your socioeconomic status, your privilege within that is still um, like, like you're still like fetishizing, tokenizing people of color and potentially also being like just outwardly racist. Um, but then you have these really good ideas, you know, like I'm not homophobic, I'm not a racist. I would have voted for Obama a fifth time, you know, all of these like things that like come up. Um, and so like, that's that sort of innocence. In art spaces too, and like specifically museum spaces um, where are like, Native American, or I, sh I shouldn't say Native American, Native and Indigenous artifacts are being held within these institutions. And it's like, well, we saved them, you know, like we protected them, you know, they're, they're in a place, you know, like you have them now. Um, mm. And then also like contributing to like the pastness of Natives and Native voiceness, Native voices. And, you know, in it's all white innocence is embedded everywhere and like in the art world it, it takes form of like oh well we did this thing for you or like um we're having these conversations so we're better than everybody else um and it's like it's all about power and it's all about like um thinking about, you know, something in, in academia too is like taking words like decolonization and taking words at like such as diversity and inclusion and then co-opting them and like then using them but not actually following through with the practices of what that actually means and just using those words as buzzwords. And so that also creates a sense of innocence. It's like, hey, we're using these words, you know, like we really mean we're like walking the walk, talking the talk they don't even know how to walk or talk, you know? So anyways. <laughs> I love that. Well, first I wanna say, I love your answer and the thoroughness because I think it's helping me understand a little bit better of things that can happen in the art world and art institutions. And and I think something that I, I, I wonder about is, you know, what it would take for the white liberal imagination to I don't know, not be so shitty. Like, is it that they should just change their imagination to include 
you know, other people, they haven't been including to not be so dehumanizing? Or is it just like, we should just tear the whole thing down? Like, fuck white liberal <laughs> imagination, period. Like, like, let's just imagine something else. Like, like, what do you think it would take? Probably a lot. Probably, I don't know. Is it even possible in our lifetime to, to, to have a lot of these art spaces, like the big ones and the institutions, be less problematic. I don't even know if that's the right word. That sounds like I'm settling. I don't want to just, I don't want them to just be less problematic. I want them to stop dehumanizing people, like, period. Like, what would it take for that? Yeah. And so this is something, another thing that I struggle with in thinking about. And it's like, it's like Audre Lorde's um, famous quote of like, you can't um, tear down the master's house with the master's tools. And so like, working within systems like you you become conditioned to like if you work within these systems and want to work with these systems you're still participating in dehumanizing structures and so i i come at the point i come at the um, perspective of like abolition and you cannot um continue to like work within them you're still going to repeat these like problematic practices it, it it's a complete de deconstruction like complete like replacing of what the systems look like and to ensure black brown and indigenous futurity to ensure our futurity these systems cannot be in place for us because they're not they were never they were never made for us and we cannot work within these systems and thinking that we can work within these systems is um, like a, a vantage point that a lot of a lot of folks of color have, you know, and that's you know, there. I saw somewhere and I saw on Twitter the other day, and I say that I'm not on social media, but like I do, like I like lurk on Twitter every now and again. I'll work up the guts to like start posting things, but we'll see. Um, but like there somebody you know I thought this was interesting and I don't know if I necessarily agree with this but I think it's a, it's a great point it's like there are people who are doing the work of abolition but there also needs to be people within systems too to like talk you know like where the conversation is happening between those two because like we do exist in the systems and you know I want to sift through that thought a little bit more and my 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 thing is is like the more people that we have to like say you know let like we just need it just needs to go you know we need to imagine a different future um and we need to get creative because it's like it, it is life or death for people um and how how we get to do that i don't know in the art world um it's it can be a little bit more radical. It's like easier to be radical because art is radical. Um, in wellness spaces, I think it's a lot more difficult because like there hasn't been like the structure for radicalism 